Hi everyone, welcome back. In this episode, we're going to peel some layers of a huge topic, menstruation and its perception in our society. To introduce you our special guest, let me warm the things up with a story. Throughout my whole life, I found myself hiding my pets whenever I had to change them. As if this process that happens since ever should be lived as a shame. I think our guest today can talk about lots of the taboos which surround the topic. So Lisa and Vincenzo, two of the founders of This Unique. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi. Doing fine, actually. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Let's, Let's talk. talk. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noah. And I am Michaela. We are the host of Maketa Podcast, a show where we talk about the fruits that no one wants to talk about. I think you've created a very interesting environment with your startup. Would you like to talk about it and how does it work? Sure. Uh, thank you actually to have us all the time when we have these opportunities to just explain in a very comfortable way what we do is the best because we have this comfortable part and all the values that we have to share. But at the same time, we have the economical part, the investors part we were talking about uh, previously that today is a special day because we just closed our first investment round of more or less more actually than 600,000 euros kind of a big deal uh it's not that much actually you will find <laughs> out that it's not that much when you have a business so this is me i'm lisa i am the co-founder and cpo chief product officer of this unique and this is my co-worker and Hi. my team member vincenzo i'm vincenzo i'm the ceo and co-founder of this unique He's basically all strategic and economical. More or uh, less. <laughs> yeah, and administration, all the very like hard stuff, it's on him. My job is to communicate the product, which is everything about the actual physical product, but at the same time, the service, which we will talk about later. So this is my job. And then we have other two founders Ludovico is on the marketing side, which he learned on the way because when you are in a startup, you learn that if you don't know how to do something, you just learn to do it. You have to learn. You have to learn everything. And we did. Alice is a little diamond in our team. She's with a humanistic background. She uh, studied literature and then she found out that she's super good at logistics and supply chain. <laughs> so she's our head logistic. Together, we're working with Benedetta, which is in my team of communication and so many other people to create this unique which is the first subscription box service on a sustainable period care that wants to normalize the narration on menstruation. And we just, we, we actually on the whole menstrual cycle and not just menstruation, because fun fact, if somebody doesn't know, in Italian, it's actually more clear. Sometimes we use the word for the cycle for menstruation, but cycle is the whole uh, month of all the phases and menstruation is just one phase of it. The all 28 days. The all 28 days. One um, of these phases are the uh, exactly, menstruation Exactly, is the menstruation. Phase. 
but we want to tackle all of them. We started from new menstruation, but you will see. We have the PMS kit, which tackles the premenstrual um, pain, which it's kind of like a big deal for some people. We will proceed with all the wellness, sexual wellness, mental healthness that uh, surrounds all this uh, process. So this unique was born in January 2021, but the idea started on summer 2020. No, actually 2020. Yes, summer 2020. As many businesses, it was born after COVID, and it's a direct response to it. I think since it's a whole automatized um, recurring service in a digital transformation context. It's a context where uh, some ideas like this could flourish. In a bad situation, it was a good situation for that. Then we started talking about reality this unique in uh, October 2021. 20, 2020. 2020. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. We didn't know how to do it. Like, we were just some kids. So I was 33, uh, 23 and you were... I was 25. Exactly. And we just came out of university. You don't know how to start a business like out of nowhere. You need money. That's the first thing. You need people and money. We had people, more or less, we were three, but we needed the money. And the skills. And the skills. Also because our product is a commodity and uh, to exactly. produce a community, you need a lot of money. Because it's a volume-based product. It's not like... Uh, high innovative. Luxury, service. high innovative. It's basic. It's pads. An Anyone product. needs pads. I mean, a lot of people need them. And for a long time of their life. So we didn't know any of the acceleration programs and incubation programs. We didn't know how to do marketing or digital marketing, legal stuff. And we just went on LinkedIn, wrote to a bunch of founders of other startups, of successful Italian startups, even not about wellness, beauty, cosmetic. It was just randomly. And it was like these kids that just write to random people. So So of course, a lot of people won't reply to you, but some people will. And it's those people that you have to cherish. And when they provide time, their time for you, it's a gift actually. And it's so precious. And just one person in particular was very keen on learning our idea. We just had an idea. Like we We didn't have anything else. It was a deck on Keynote about pads, about some numbers, some numbers that you just read on the newspaper and online, nothing else. He believed in us and he's the founder of Tutored, which is a like student and companies provider, like network meeting platform. He suggested to go at a venture group a VC, like a venture capital in Italy, the biggest venture capital, and with the University Louis in Rome, which has also in Milan another school. 
we are Milan now, currently. They were providing a five-month acceleration program with an investment of 160,000 euros, which was good to start. And we applied. We applied at the last day with like no hope. <laughs> it was your birthday, actually, that day. So we were... And I was meeting yeah. the other founder the that exact day. So, like, very randomly, just, okay... We are not going to get it. It's 400, 500 startups that are applying just on this batch. Two weeks after, we did another call, three weeks again, and we did three calls. And then on November 2021, uh, 2021, 2020, 2020, (laughs) sorry, it's again. At the end of November 2020, the first day of December. Yeah, we got a call yes. and we last call. we entered the program. So we had our offices, we will have the money, we will have a team of marketing, legal, UX designers that will help us on this journey. And we started on January 2021. One, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we started. We're here now and we always want to develop our business. And this is basically like a very, very synthesis of the genesis. Everything started just to open the dialogue because this is basically it. We are not the best pad company. We will never be. It's very unrealistic to compete with the supermarkets, which are huge huge companies what we want to do is provide a new way of communicating the problematic which is the stigma around menstruation menstruation is just a normal physiological event that recurs for many people for women and for people that are not uh, identifying with the female gender this is what we want to do and communicating also a new way of doing a brand and doing business that's really transparent and not how we were exposed to other brands like you know talking about um, sustainability it's of course a goal but it's a path nobody is born with the whole value of sustainability because in this context historical context that we live it's impossible to be 100 percent sustainable but to communicate that that's your intent and how you are intending to do and the first steps that you do and the next steps and the second we want we like to be to the call driver ourselves the driver of the change and we want to start uh, from the menstruation taboo, but we want to talk about uh, the body's taboo. So I think that, you know, you kind of started with the whole like history as the entrepreneurial dream. Started from the idea in which someone, just one person believed and everything started. And when we go a little down from the tip of the iceberg, we see there are lots of intricacies, lots of difficult stuff, let's say, that you're going to have to deal with. So menstruation as a theme in its broader sense is very complex, I think, especially when we consider like the links with sexuality and gender gap and gender differences and whatever. So how do you think your enterprise links, you know, with all of those topics? What's your mission? What's your goal? Our goal is just to make people be comfortable in their own skin, in their own body with their natural events and uh, just be comfortable, not to hide something that's normal. Our pillar of this is, of course, be like 
sustainable, but not as a greenwashing way. It's just to adapt to a need, a crisis that we have. But at the same time, doing it not abruptly, because I think in this kind of social change, it doesn't occur abruptly, just by being close to people and close to what they're uh, used to, but with some changes by step by step. The most sustainable menstrual product is the menstrual cup, which is a question that we get a lot. I think I didn't, yeah, I, I mentioned it, but when we talk about sustainable pads, it's because they're compostable. They're 100% organic cotton made. The parts that are plastic, because they contain a lot of plastic, usually, it's made of a corn-based bioplastic now. So the one that we use all the time for plastic bags at the supermarket, it's called Materbi, which is an Italian material, actually. So this is our mission to, to do this. We could have done it with the menstrual cup, but just in Italy, it's used by the 4% of people that have by the menstruators. And we would not have the change, the impact that we wanted if we started from that, because it's so like abrupt, like I am imposing you to use something that for many people, it's a super big change. And actually another fun fact, the menstrual cup is not for everybody because many people have some issues with their with their intimate part, with some like called vaginismus, endometriosis, which make some penetrations very, very, very hurtful. So there have to be some products that provide other varieties for menstrual cycle. So this is what we what we're doing and we wanted to do it with something that was more close to people. We have this engagement with the community. We create a bond and then we grow it together by learning, sharing, talking, and then maybe we will be bringing more people on other parts like the menstrual cup. We will have maybe menstrual cups in our shop. It's like a journey that we want to have. We don't even know, like we, we start from that because the pad, it's more like a symbol because like if you think about stigmas and body stigmas. Maybe the first product that uh, represents a stigma in a female body. Exactly, uh, which is so used actually. It's not like other stuff that you can choose to use or not. Yes. The pad is monthly used. It's the symbol of the Sigma. It is not a pair of shoes, uh, a t-shirt. It's a fundamental need. Exactly, exactly. And where we found the most stigmas, it was there. It's so deeply rooted in gender gaps. So some people don't even realize why there's this link, but it's the fact that such a normal event, but since it's more connected with the female body, with the female, Word. And it's not uh, sexual, it's not for the male gaze, it's not pleasing, it's just a stuff, it's just blood that comes out some pe- some person every month for no reason, like it's not violent, it's not violent blood, it's just blood. It's so obscene, like you, you cannot even see it. It's so rooted that we don't even realize, but this is the base where we started. This mixture of secrecy and awareness increased when it comes to talking about it with a man. How to deal with it, Vincenzo? 
I believe that uh, talking about a menstrual cycle, uh, being a man, uh, it's a way to discover something new. It's a way to understand uh, someone else's feeling, uh, someone else's emotion, and maybe try to feel the physical pain, I don't know, try to change the way to talk about something, in this case about uh, menstruation and the period. My job is to talk with a lot of investors, a lot of stake and shareholder, and a lot of time the investors are a middle-aged man with a totally different background and way of thinking and way of speaking. They don't want to talk about period, they don't want to talk about menstruation, they don't want to listen about pets and something like this girl's problem. It's not about them. But Thanks to my parents, I don't know about my, uh, thanks to my experience, my background, uh, and uh, thanks to the possibility I had. Uh, I'm not bound in, uh, the, in this bias. I believe that uh, high the taboo is the way to grow the taboo. I don't have to talk about period uh, every time, uh, in every moment of my life, uh, but uh, when uh, I talk about periods uh, in the conversation, uh, I talk it about it uh, freely. I believe that we have to talk to tackle this taboo. This, uh, Even with the people that they're not ready for this kind of conversation, if you talk about if it... If the first time it could be weird uh, uh, listen about periods, uh, after a lot of time, uh, they start to think about it uh, normally. Uh, they start to think about period like uh, anybody necessity, like a normal event. Like you uh, go into a bathroom, you're just showering. Putting yes. the odor on. It's just another thing. You're putting a pad. I believe that my mission, uh, uh, like a man, is to have this behavior not only when I work for this unique, uh, but also in my everyday life uh, with friends, with family. Only if we try to normalize period, uh, we can change uh, the narration about it. I believe that new narration, it, it's possible. And it's possible to be a different company, a different partner, and also a different friend. With my communication, like a single man, I can start the change. You use your role as a man in this patriarchal society as an opportunity to be a bridge for the other side, like the minority, the underrepresented. I want to use my privilege to dismantle this privilege. This is my mission, not an entrepreneur, not a this unique founder, but like a man. I can say that I feel pretty inspired by the story because, you know, I can report a little of my story because I don't think I came from a family background where we have been talking about those kind of stuff a lot. I mean, never. It was not a taboo, but you know when something doesn't really have to come out? You don't just... You just omit it. Exactly. Which is even worse, maybe, because, because you're cancelling it. Exactly. But I feel lucky enough You know, they were not closing any kind of bridge. They were not closing any door. So as I had like the opportunity, a kind of curiosity, I could say, of deep diving into the topic, I discovered the world. I mean, I kind of figured out why, biologically speaking, there's this difference, of course, but you know how society makes everything heavy much heavier and I think the patriarchal society of course like contributes a lot we can talk about it for many hours if you want uh, we do it every day <laughs> every day <laughs> I think that for now it can be enough because you gave a huge contribution and I would like to thank you so much for being here and for giving us time thank, thank you. you thank you actually really
I want to thank you all listeners for passing a little bit of your time with us today. You will find all the useful links to these unique services down below and stay updated for the upcoming episodes.